0: morning we are all here today to celebrate the life of god's servant brenda seal only brenda could get a crowd to wear their best on a saturday she was one of a kind we are so, so thankful to the Lord for the privilege to be able to speak about her life and how the Lord used her since she was 14 years of age. Monday night, before Brenda went to be with the Lord on Tuesday morning early, I had an opportunity to visit with her. I, can't, I went to the house about 6 or 630 30. Uh, that Monday night I went by the bed and I held her hand and cognitively she was there I mean she was able to carry on conversation it was just a little bit um, a little bit uh, troublesome for her but we were able to talk and I leaned over to her and I said Brenda I'm really thankful that you belong to the Lord And she turned her head and she looked up at me and she said, I'm thankful I belong to the Lord. And for all of us who know the Lord, we need to say amen to that. And then, as I was holding her hand, I noticed her long, white fingernails. And so I thought, well, I'll just comment on her long, white fingernails. I'll be very careful how I do that, but I will do that. And so I said, "Brenda, I, I really like your long white fingernails." And she kind of cut her eyes up at me and gave me that look like you better like my white fingernails. <laughs> and then she said with her eyes wide open, "I like my white nails too." That was Brenda Silva. You know, there are very few people in life that can change a room when they walk into it. Brenda Seal could do that. She could do it, and she did it. She was a beautiful southern belle who was married to Buddy Seal <laughs> for 55 years. You know, being married for 55 years. You don't hear much of that today, do you? But it testifies of their dependence on the Lord and their love for one another. And so, buddy, I want to thank you publicly for the testimony that you and Brenda had together. I not, I not only know it's ministered to my life, but I know it's ministered to many who are in this room, who are in the fellowship hall, who are in the youth room, and who are watching us online. We could never thank you enough for what you and Brenda together have meant to us. Brenda loved her family. She often spoke with much gratefulness of the time the Lord gave her with her son Danny. I didn't have the privilege to know Danny. But she often spoke of him. And I thought, you know, not only is Brenda with the son who saved her, she's with the son that she birthed. And she's not there because she was good, and Danny's not there because he was good. They're there because they had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. With the same gratefulness, she often spoke of her daughter, Melissa. Melissa, she was proud of you. And you're just a little bit like her. (laughs) I was being kind. Melissa, you may not know this part about your mom, but there were many times when her and I would be sitting in the office or we would be having a staff meeting, and she would lift you up in prayer. You and Mark and Maggie and the family. She loved all of you guys very much. And I vividly remember when Maggie was born, Brenda beamed with gratefulness, thanking the Lord over and over again for the miracle God had given to you guys. She was thankful for all of her family, all of her grandchildren. And so I'm so thankful that you guys had as much time as you did together. Buddy, Melissa, Mark, Maggie, and the family, I want you to know that everyone who's been here today has tried to comfort you and tried to express to you just by their presence how much they love you. But I want to tell you that we can only do so much, but there is one that can comfort you like no other. And the Bible tells us in the second letter to the Corinthians, he tells us about the one that can give you the comfort that you need. Listen to these words that Paul wrote. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. That's plural. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so the Lord expects us to walk beside people and to comfort them. But there's no one that can comfort like the Lord. And I hope for you, Buddy and Melissa and the rest of the family, that you'll draw upon the comfort that the Lord offers. And you know he offers it to us through his word and by a Spirit, who the Bible says leads us into all the truth. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there is an appointed time for everything. Now, these are hard words, but I think it's important for all of us in this room to consider these words. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth, And a time to die. I'm not sure how that hits you as an individual sitting here today. But there is an appointed time for all of us in this room. And for all mankind. And the question becomes, do you know that you know Jesus Christ the Lord as your Savior? I can tell you one thing Brenda Sill knew. And she demonstrated a life that was a life of service. One that said to all people she came in contact with, I belong to the Lord. And you know there was something about Brenda that maybe you might not think about. She wasn't ashamed of that. The scripture is very clear that we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is only one who knows man's length of days. The Bible says in Psalm 139 verse 16, Thine eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in thy book they were all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Brenda Seale lived the days on earth that God had ordained for her. None of us in this room know how many days we have. None of us do. All of us in this room, the fellowship hall, the youth room, and those watching online, I assume you were able at some point to spend time with Brenda. You, you have your memories of that. I hope you were able to spend time with her, because if you were, it was a blessing to you. She was a joy to be around. I never saw Brenda without a smile on her face, unless Buddy walked in the room at times. <laughs> Can I challenge us with something? Next time you and I are tempted to take one day for granted, don't. If you're a believer in what God's son did for you on the cross, join me in not wasting the days that the Lord has given to us. Because I can tell you one thing about Brenda Seale. She did not waste the days the Lord gave to her. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for the life of Brenda Seal. Thank you, Lord, that today that we don't grieve as those who have no hope. But we grieve believing, as your word says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And those of us in Christ today believe, we believe that Brenda is with you. And we are so, so thankful for the hope that we have that we don't have to grieve like the unbelieving world. And yet, Lord, we grieve. It's a part of life. And I pray, Lord, that you would be the comforter for Buddy and for, for Melissa and for Mark And for Maggie and for the other grandchildren and all the family, Lord, that you would be their comfort. If Brenda was able to speak today, she would want to know that everyone in this room and in the other rooms and those watching online know Jesus Christ. And so I pray today, Lord, that you would help us to consider our own lives as we reflect back on our sister. In Christ, burn the seal. We want you to receive all the glory and all the honor this morning. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, who is Savior and Lord. Amen.
1: My mom wouldn't have planned a better party, don't you think? There's a reason that I am not a preacher. Um, I learned that this week as I've been trying to prepare, and so I hope that you guys will just bear with me. Um, But, um, you know, it's been really hard trying to organize literally my entire lifetime into a summary today. Um, But my mom asked me last Sunday, she said, I, I, would you mind, I, I would really like for you to speak at my funeral. And I said, well, Mom, we, we don't need to talk about that right now. But, you know, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. But let's don't talk about it. And then, just like Thad said, she cut her eyes to the side, and she looked at me and she said, I want you to do it, but you better not cry. <laughs> um, I didn't promise. Um, So, but I hope you all will. Bear with me. Um, You know, it would be very easy today for us to shake our fists at cancer. And it would be very easy to be angry and to be upset. But um, as Thad just said, um, there's there's a reason why we we won't do those things. And um, that is that um, I wouldn't steal my mother's joy for anything. And today she has joy. Um, On Tuesday morning, she looked in the face of Jesus. And um, there's not one of us who can understand what that's like. We can imagine. And we can think, gosh, that was probably pretty great. But we don't know. We don't know the joy that she experienced. And I would never steal that from her. Um, She's experiencing a long-awaited reunion. Um, She's, holding my brother again, and um, her parents, and her sister, and her brothers, and extended family, and so many friends, and you know how my mother loved to entertain, and I can only imagine the party that she is planning um, at this moment. Um, She has straightened everyone's collars, and she has told everybody to get their lipstick on, and she's having a party. Um, As I have scrolled through Facebook this week and I've read texts and emails and I've talked to people that I haven't talked to in probably 30 years. um, And I kept thinking, you know, it's hard to find something happy right now. But I found it um, because there's a lifetime of friendships in this building right now that no one in our family would trade for anything. And, um, you know, there are people that I haven't seen, I haven't talked to, and it's as if I saw them five minutes ago when we catch up. And, you know, that was the kind of person my mother was. She brought those kinds of relationships together. She held people together. She kept people together. um, And she, um, she just had such an amazing knack for just making everyone feel welcome. I'm just telling you, I'm so off script. Like, I, can't, I don't even know what page I'm on. I'm looking at my papers here. I'm sorry. I'll get back on track. Um, but um, I've been thinking about something. Um, my dear friend, she was here earlier. I think she's left. But um, she, she had a grandmother um, who grew up in Mississippi, just an old soul. And uh, Mama teen used to say, um, you know, everybody ain't going to tell the same lie. And it always used to make me laugh, but I felt that this week. Everybody's not going to tell the same lie. And so I just captured a few things. These are some of the things I've read this week or I've heard this week or people have told me this week. Brenda made a difference in my life. Brenda was so much fun. She was such a godly woman. She helped everyone. She was loving and kind. She was a true friend. She was a second mom to me. She was the glue that held us together, the rock that we all depended on. She taught me so much. She lit up a room. I sat a little straighter, and I walked a little taller when Brenda was around. Brenda was never afraid to tell the truth, even if we didn't want to hear it. Um, Your mom was simply fantastic. She loved fiercely. She hugged tightly. She always made me feel my best. And um, I don't know if you guys, I think you'll appreciate this. You know, I can hear her. I've heard her all week in my head going, oh, I love it. And she would put so many syllables in love. And um, my favorite one that I think I read, and um, I'll call Andrea out, but um, my favorite thing, it just resonated with me so much was Brenda was a force to be reckoned with, and I think everyone would agree, right? Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I feel so blessed to have had a woman like that in my life. Um and I can tell the people in this room and the next room and wherever the other rooms are. Um I know that um everyone feels the same thing. I didn't nobody gave me a time limit that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going. <laughs> so um my mom was an example. Um, she has been a teacher for me. I know for many of you, she was a teacher. Even when she wasn't trying to be, we were learning things from my mom. Um, it was impossible not to, and it was impossible not to just absorb her goodness. You know, she just, she just overflowed with goodness. You couldn't help but just be drawn into it. Um, She taught me early on, never leave the house without lipstick. Um, And you all know, you would have never seen her this morning. I had to put a little bit more on her because, you know, I know she was picky about her lipstick. Don't ever leave without a hairbrush. Um, I'll tell you guys this funny story. We were looking through some photo albums, and it reminded me... um, You know, my mom's hair has been big her entire life, right? And when I was little, it was the perfect place to hide Easter eggs. Um, Some of my, I know my aunt will remember that, right? But, you know, she always kept that hair pretty, but you could tuck an Easter egg in it really easily. Um, I learned from her how to set a proper table, how to prepare a good meal, how to entertain guests. I learned to um, never leave dirty dishes in the sink overnight. My family may not understand why I'm so picky about that, but I got it from my mother. Um, I learned how to plan ahead. It it prepared me for my future career, how to plan ahead, how to make a list, how to check it a good two, three, four times to confirm everything was right. And um, this is such a random thing, and I couldn't fit it anywhere else. So I'm just going to tell this story. But my mother had more salt and pepper shakers than any one person ought to have see some of you appreciate that right I do not know why but she had a jillion of them and when Maggie was a toddler she would go and stay with my parents and she would come home with salt and pepper shakers in her suitcase and I never knew why but in my mind I thought I guess she thinks Mimi's got too many so she'll just bring some home but anyway I, I don't know why I had to tell that story but um but I could go on for days, right? I could tell stories upon stories of how my mom influenced me. But what I want to say today is as every one of us reflects on what mom or Mimi or Brenda, what she meant to all of you, there's four things that I want to ask of everyone. Um, and these are the things that I believe that Mimi would, Brenda, mom would, would ask of everybody in this room. The first one is help those who are in need. Um, she never wanted to see anyone struggle. Um, she would help anyone with anything, and she would never judge them. Um, she had a true servant heart. Um, she always put everybody else's needs before hers, and I'm so thankful because of all the people in this room, I've seen that same servant heart from all of you, That the support that you all have given my family the phone calls, the texts, the meals, the just whatever we've needed has been so important, and that's really that's my mom. Um, that that support is really really exemplifies my mom. Second thing, I think that Brenda would tell us all today is to be strong. Um, she would always remind me of the reasons why I needed to pick myself up and dust myself off and move on. Whether I wanted to or whether I thought I could or whether I thought I should, she always reminded me that it was time. Um, here I go again, but I remember um, the first first time I had ever cooked a meal on my own. I was taking it to a family event, and I was so excited, and I had made this, you know, I was going to be like my mom, and I was going to cook something, and um, I went to pull it out of the oven, and I dropped it, and it shattered in the middle of the kitchen floor. Glass food, and there I stood crying. It was my first meal I'd ever cooked. I had an hour to get wherever, and I had just ruined my meal, and I just stood there crying, and I didn't know what to do, And and my dad comes running with a broom, and then my mom, before I know it, I turned around. She already had a new casserole mixed up and was putting it in the oven. You know, I mean, that's her, right? So don't let anything get you down. Be strong and move forward. Um, Second, or third thing, sorry, accept your circumstances and make the best of every situation. Um, Somebody reminded me recently, my mother was never afraid to drive around in a big van because that's what my brother needed, right? That's where his wheelchair fit. And so that never intimidated her. She just did it because it it was part of her circumstance and it was what she needed to do. When she encountered a hardship, she instinctively looked for a solution. She didn't focus on the problem. She said, what's the solution? And she recognized in every situation, even this illness that came so suddenly, she recognized it's part of God's plan, and she never questioned why. Um, And that is such an example, and that's what I hope all of us will take away from her today. And number four, and this is my hardest one, so I'll take a deep breath, but um, I think she would ask you all to take care of Daddy. Um, they are like salt and pepper. They just go together. You don't see one without the other. And for 54 years, they've been together um, and they belong together. And so he's going to need all of us. Until they're together again, he's going to need us all. And so I'm asking you all to help me take care of Daddy. Um. now I can't see. Give me a second. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Um, in her final days, I saw a physical weakness in my mom that I have never seen before, um, and, and I would never want to see again. But she still had on lipstick. She was still giving my dad a hard time. Uh, she still stopped to compliment everybody who walked in the room. Oh, your hair looks so nice. Oh, I love that jacket. Oh, I, she was still complimentary of everyone, and she was still able to tell everyone I love you before they left and most of all y'all she was still beautiful she was in her bed with no makeup and she tried to fix her hair but but she was still beautiful and um I just I, I couldn't I couldn't get over it um but um, I probably don't recognize yet how much I'm going to miss my mom I, I miss her I there's no doubt but I probably don't recognize yet how much. And I know that there's many people in this room and in the other rooms that feel the same way. Um, but if you look around this room and this building today, I can see and I can feel the full impact of my mom's love. Um, and it just it just flows through every one of you. And um, I think for me, those gloomy days ahead that happen, this just will make it so much brighter and and I'm so grateful for everyone here thank you all
0: God's people said amen to that, right? Amen. I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but there were days when Buddy Sill got in trouble in trouble with Brenda Sill. It was a muddy day here at the church. Buddy was the project manager in charge of building the Children and Youth Center. Well, we might say he was the assistant project manager. (laughs) We know who the project manager was, don't we? (laughs) Uh, Just before lunch, Buddy walks down the hallway with his muddy boots on to my office. He gives me one of those goofy little Buddy looks and says, hey, little buddy, you wanna go eat lunch? To which I said, what possessed you to walk down the hall with those muddy boots on? And apparently I said it loud enough for the project manager to hear. Because she walked down the hall and came to the office and looked at Buddy, and said what are you doing standing in front of our pastor's office with muddy boots on don't you know you need an appointment (laughs) it was great I wish all of you could have been there it was fantastic when I heard her coming down the hall I was like hallelujah here she comes and then she said, what were you thinking? She said, you don't need to come in here with those muddy boots on. Now, she didn't immediately walk back to her office. She waited for the muddy boot man to walk out the door, which he did. He looked like a seven-year-old boy who got his hand caught in the cookie jar. There are so many stories as I was thinking about Brenda's life. Like, Melinda, like Melissa said. I mean you can't say buddy without saying Brenda. They just go together. That's part of the testimony. And there's a lot of stories that, that I could share with you today. Um, she was a co-worker. Since May of 2014. But she was my friend. Buddy, I was praying about what the Lord would have me to share for the last few weeks, to be honest with you. And he led me to the book of Romans in the 16th chapter. Which might sound kind of odd, because if you know your Bible, you're thinking, what is in Romans chapter 16? Well, there's a lady there, and her name is Phoebe. Phoebe. I believe that she's a twin of Brenda. Although separated by centuries, the portrayal of Phoebe truly describes the Brenda Seal that you and I know. And what's amazing is as Melissa was sharing, she referred to two two things about what is said of Phoebe. It's said of Phoebe in Romans 16 that she was our sister. I'm going to explain that in just a moment. It says that she was a servant of the church which was at Sincrea, And she was a helper of many. And Paul even says, a helper of myself. Have you heard of Phoebe before? <laughs> you know, if you if you've read through the book of Romans, likely you've not landed in chapter 16. And spent much time in verses 1 and 2 that describe Phoebe. But as I was praying about today and thinking about this moment, the Lord took my mind to Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, that described Phoebe as our sister, a servant, and a helper. That was Brenda Seale. First and most important, Paul described Phoebe as a sister. He says, our sister. Well, who's he writing to? The believers in Rome. And so he's saying to them, hey, she's our sister. Now what he means by that is our sister in Christ. One who belongs to the Lord. And so the most important thing that you could say today is that Brenda is my sister. My sister in Christ. The last few weeks, I had opportunities several on several occasions to talk with Brenda about her personal testimony. If you don't hear anything else that I say, you need to listen for just the next few moments about Brenda's testimony and about her life as a believer. Brenda was saved. I asked her two or three weeks ago, I said, Brenda, when were you saved? And she said, that I was saved at 14 years of age. You don't hear too many teenagers getting saved. But the Lord saved Brenda when she was 14 years old. She told me she said that I was introduced to the first time for the first time to what Jesus Christ did for me. That he graciously died for my sins. She heard that in order to live with the Lord for an eternity, she had to trust or believe And what God's son did for her in dying for her sins on the cross. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about the cross. But it was a place of suffering. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, died in our place. He took on the sin debt that all of us had. And the only one that could satisfy the wrath of the father was the son. The Bible tells us that, that he became the satisfaction, John writes, for our sins, but not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. And when he uses the word our there, he's talking about the apostles, but he not only was the sin bearer for the apostles, he was the sin bearer for all of us in this room. Because the Bible tells us all have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. And then it tells us in Romans that the wages of sin is death. And that, that message today is not real popular in our culture. But the reality of it is that all of us have sinned. And all of us have fall, fallen short of the glory of God. But I've got great news. Jesus Christ paid it all. On the cross at Calvary. And Brenda Sill came to understand her sin and her need to trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation did you hear me in Jesus Christ alone because he's the only one that can provide the salvation that we need she trusted in him she confessed to the Lord I'm a sinner and I'm trusting in what you did on the cross at Calvary for my salvation have you said that in your life? Have you come to the point in your life where you confessed and you said, Lord, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I have sinned. And I believe in what your son did for me on the cross. I can tell you this. That was Brenda's testimony. And she shared it with me two or three times. She made sure every time I came, she shared with me about her salvation. Brenda knew and believed in what God's Word said. She wasn't just a believer by name. She knew what the Word of God said. She knew passages like this. Now, I want you to listen to this. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and he's writing to believers. (laughs) He's reminding them of the gospel, of the good news, of the grace of God. Listen to what... Paul writes, he says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. Notice that little pronoun, our. What's Paul saying? Hey, I'm a sinner too. He died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried. And then he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. He reminds believers about this truth. And then in the chapter, he talks about The fact that Jesus is alive. And that over 500 saw, along with the apostles, the resurrected Christ. And then he gives them the hope that one day the believer will be raised. This is just a shell. The soul of Brenda is with the Lord. And one day, guys, this is, I can't even imagine. You talk about not imagining. I don't, what a day it'll be when Christ comes for his church in the clouds. And the Bible tells us the dead in Christ will rise first. Brenda, seal. Those that are in Christ, what a glorious scene. And then the Bible says that all of us, we who are alive and remain, will be caught up together, and listen to this, with them. To forever be with the Lord. That sound good to you? It would be alright with me if the Lord came right now. He could just shut me down and take me up. And if you're left, some, and these, they're not going to be here. I hope you know without a shadow of a doubt you belong to Christ today. So in that passage he says, Jesus is alive. And in that passage, he gives them hope for their own resurrection. And at the end of that chapter, there's one verse of instruction. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing your work in the Lord is not in vain. You know who believed that? Brenda Seals. She believed it, and as a result, she was steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. She loved her Lord and Savior. So I ask you the question, is Brenda still your sister? You need to think about that. I would encourage you to think about that and pray about that all along your day today. Do you know that you know that you know Christ? You know, people have a lot of strange thoughts about heaven. And I'm not going to tell you all those thoughts. I'll just say this. That the centerpiece of heaven is Christ. And that's who Brenda trusted in and believed for her salvation. Not only was she a sister to us, those of us who are in Christ... But we can say, as Paul said to Phoebe, she was a servant of the church. <laughs> and all of you that are in this building and watching know that. All you had to do was watch her life. You know, Brenda's service was unique to me. Because she never expected anything in return. You know how some people are, right? I'll serve you if you serve me. That wasn't Brenda Seal. Apparently that wasn't Phoebe. She was unique in that her service was selfless. And she served with joy and gladness in her heart. I don't know many times I didn't see Brenda with a smile on her face. Many of her acts of service revolved around food and fellowship. (laughs) That's just the truth. And you were glad about that, by the way. Uh, You're glad that Brenda's making the food. Hallelujah. The last fellowship I remember that we had here at the church, Brenda was dressed up like an Alabama football player. And Buddy was dressed up like no cheerleader I've ever seen. I think it was the legs that gave it away. Brenda took on the responsibility several years ago to provide meals for families in the church who had a need. You know what was unique about that as I watched her? There were two things. One is that Brenda always seemed to know the need of the person before the person knew they had a need. And maybe what you didn't know is many times I would go to her office and say, Hey, Brenda, we got that taken care of? And she would just look at me like that, first of all. Like I needed to ask her if it was taken care of. But then she would say, It's already handled. you know what that meant? She did it. She handled it. She was a selfless servant. The Bible tells us that a servant is defined as one who has humility of mind. Brenda had that. You know, Melissa was talking about her being put together. Now, don't get me wrong. She was put together, right? And the lipstick experience, I had that one time with her. Scared me to death. We used to go to eat lunch together as a staff at times, and she always had nice vehicles, nice vehicles. And I remember the first time she said to me, Thad, you can drive my vehicle, and we'll go eat lunch, and several of the staff, we're going to pile into Brenda's car, and I'm like, I was excited, I'll be honest, I wanted to drive the Cadillac, right, or the Lexus, or whatever it was, I was like, yeah. But the first time I got in the vehicle, we went to the Chinese restaurant, and we came out, and I was like, am I still driving? She's like, you're still driving which I was scared to death because I thought if I wreck this thing, I'm not answering to Buddy, I'm answering to Brenda. <laughs> so we get in the vehicle, and I, I'm sitting in the driver's seat. and you know She had one of those cars where I asked her on the way there, I said, hey, where are the keys? She's like, honey, we don't need keys for this. I'm like, okay. So you just push a button. So we're on the way back, and we hadn't gotten out of the parking lot up there by Walmart, And she slipped down the visor. And then I noticed she reached into her purse. And she took out this pencil. It looked like a pencil to me. It wasn't a pencil. She was fixing her lips. She was a put together southern belle. But let me tell you something about that southern belle. She loved serving her Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. She was the financial secretary here at the church from May, June, 2014 until just a few weeks before she couldn't come anymore. And I mean just a few weeks. She was here in the first part of November. But she was so, so faithful. And she, listen, she just didn't work. She worked to excellence. She wanted it done right. When Brenda would walk in the office, any slouching stopped. She worked on Mondays and Thursdays, and she'd walk through the doors, and she came about 10 o'clock. In fact, I never said anything to her about that. Like, the other employees were here at 8, and I'm thinking, well, why have I never told Brenda she has to be here at 8? You know why. (laughs) I'm not telling her she has to be here at 8 o'clock. No way. But All the slouching stopped when she walked through. And she would always walk through in my offices in the corner and she would say, Hey boss man. And I would think, I'm the boss? (laughs) Like you were the boss. When Brenda Seal walked through the doors on Mondays and Thursdays, a lot of times she walked in with a basket. You know what that meant? He had food in that basket. And you know what that meant? If the staff brought their lunch, forget what we brought. Because whatever's in that basket is a whole lot better than what we brought. We never said, nah, Brenda, we don't want that. And listen, she didn't bring a turkey sandwich with chips. She brought pork tenderloin with gravy and twice-baked potato and homemade rolls. You know, the Bible describes a lot of tremendous servants. You go to the New Testament, you look, look at the end of Colossians, and Paul talks about all these people you and I have never heard of, and they're only mentioned once or twice in all of the scriptures. But that were servants alongside of him. Brenda Seal was a servant alongside Springville Road and Hildale and Grace Brenda Seale was a servant of the Lord, just like Phoebe was a servant of the Lord's church. But it's interesting, in Romans 16, it doesn't just describe Phoebe as a sister in Christ and a servant, but it says she was a helper of many. Buddy, the Lord knew you needed help. And for 55 years... He gave you a wonderful helper. You know, there's a few times I would see them communicate. And a lot of those times, it was almost like Brenda doing like this. And when she did that, she certainly got his attention. And she would say, hey, bud, you need to do this. Or, hey, we need to do that. And even when she used the pronoun we, it it meant buddy. Buddy needed to do it. Buddy, Brenda loved you so much. And we all witnessed and have witnessed your sacrificial and unconditional love to your wife. Thank you for that. It's been a few weeks ago now, Buddy called me on the phone and he said, that I need you to come to the hospital. I've got to talk to Bryn. He said, I've just talked to the doctors. And they said that unless there was a miracle of the Lord, that she would only be around a few weeks. He said, I want you to be there with me. And so I got in my car and I went down to the hospital. Walked in and there was Buddy. We went up to the room and Buddy knelt by her bed. And for 15 or 20 minutes, they exchanged precious messages to each other. There was so much love and tenderness. They were expressing their love for one another. But what was really awesome as I was, as I was witnessing it was the perspective of both of them that this would not be the end, that they knew they would see each other again. And they talked about heaven. He talked about what was to come. I don't know how many of you could have made it just to watch that. I wish I would have filmed it. Because it was one of the best testimonies I've ever seen in my life, buddy. At the end of the conversation, um, Brenda kind of motioned to me. Come here. And so I walked up to the bed. And she looked at me, and she kind of rolled her eyes a little bit. She was like, Dad, you're going to have to take care of your little buddy. And I looked at her, and I said, Brenda, it's going to take a lot more than me to take care of Buddy. To which she laughed and grinned. You know, in our lives, we don't see too many marriages like Buddy and Brenda's. We need to remember. We need to remember and we need to learn from it. The Bible doesn't tell us in Romans who Phoebe helped. We assume believers in the church. And as much as Buddy and Brenda loved one another as husband and wife, you know what's really special? For Buddy, Brenda wasn't just His wife, she was a sister in Christ. And Brenda, when she looked at Buddy, he wasn't just her husband. He was a brother in Christ. The Lord allowed Brenda to help Buddy for a lot of years. The Lord allowed Brenda to help Danny for several years. She helped her son. Many of you were here to witness that. I was not. But you know what? When I first showed up on the property at Spring Road in 1996, it was a short period of time when I was introduced to Buddy Seal, to Brenda Seal, and I was told about Danny Seal. I heard of the testimony of the days where Brenda would help her son without complaining takes a special person to help someone who's handicapped, who can't take care of themselves, and not complain. That was Brenda Seal. She was a helper to Melissa. You heard her, and Melissa, thank you so much. That was an amazing testimony. We we all appreciate that. She was a helper to her grandchildren, and many of you as family have told me and given testimony to me over the last couple of weeks of how Brenda Seal helped you. How about all of you in here? And in the fellowship hall in the youth room, how many of you could give testimony to specific things that Brenda helped you with? You know what? That's what believers do. Believers help others. One of the staff members put together a poem that so describes this sister and this servant and helper of many. In fact, when she handed me the poem, I was like, wow, this just goes so well with what we will be talking about. Listen to this poem. As a teen, I witnessed you care for your son. Self sacrificing, strong, and when he passed, you kept on. Put together always hair, makeup, nails. If a fellowship was required, you'd plan and cook without fail. This is how I perceived you as I set a ways off, a prominent presence. No one dared scoff. Then one day we became co workers. At first, I was nervous, figured you'd be intimidating, but you were just here to serve us. Months became years. We had so much in common. You'll know it's not me in a second. Clothes, purses, antiques, and a shoe brand called Fly London. I can honestly say I've never heard of that. Then you took time to invest in me, feeding and cleaning when my house was leveled by a tree. I valued your approval when I bought a new house. The front steps were too steep, so you turned to your spouse. Buddy, I can't get up those steps, so I'm going to need you to fix them. I bet he had better things to do, but her stink eye sure sent him. She told such great stories and knew everything. Her absence has just left my heart aching. Her faith in the Lord was as big as her heart. She was never ashamed, and you knew it from the start. Seemed to be some sort of superwoman, but showed me how to be a godly woman. You used to be Miss Brenda, I remember when, but my life forever changed When you became my friend Brynn. As I was thinking about and praying about the way to close out, there were a couple of things that came to my mind. Two passages of Scripture, one of them is in Revelation 19 and it describes a time between the rapture of the church and right before the second coming and it's called the marriage supper of the lamb and it's where the bride, the church and the bridegroom Christ will be together and it's a celebration, it's a feast so I thought well part of a feast is eating together So just maybe at this feast, with the bridegroom and the bride, there'll be fish and shrimp and twice-baked potatoes and homemade rolls. And for dessert, we know what we're getting, right? Brenda's famous banana pudding. How are you hearing all this today? Like, I would assume many of you have been to funerals before. And some of them are really hard because there's no celebrating going on. This one's different. Because we can celebrate the fact that our sister in Christ is in the presence of Christ. But are you anxious? You know, a lot of people are in the days we live in. They're anxious, they're worried, they're troubled by what's going on. And they're not quite certain of the future. There was a time in the life of the disciples where they were anxious. The Lord had just told them, hey, look, I'm about to leave. And where I'm going, you can't come now, but you will come. It was right before the cross. And Jesus knew their hearts were troubled. And you may be sitting here today with a troubled heart because you're you're unfamiliar with Christ. You're unfamiliar with this thing called salvation. Jesus told his disciples in a moment of anxiety, he says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many dwelling places and if it were not so I would have told you for I go to prepare a place for you now you think about the anxiety that was going on in their hearts what message did they need this is the exact one they needed he says if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also you know the joy of heaven will be when we're with the Lord and then he says, and you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. I'll close with this. There are a lot of people in our world They're depending on their good deeds and other things in order to get into heaven. But there is only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ the Lord. And I trust that today you know without a shadow of a doubt that you've confessed your sins and you've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. One day, the Lord is coming for his church and the dead in Christ will rise first. Let's pray together. Lord, there's so much that we could say today in giving testimony about Brenda Seal. Your word describes a lady that many of us may have only heard her name for the first time today. And that's Phoebe. And your word tells us, Lord, that she belonged to you, that she was a servant, that she helped many. Lord, I would like to challenge all of us today to think about the ways in which Brenda selflessly served us. Help us to think about, Lord, the ways that she helped us. And help us to reflect on how you would have us to serve you. Help us to not be people who just sit in seats in a church, but help us to be people like Brenda was, a person who was active in her faith, who served others Because she loved you. Lord help us to think on those things. And most importantly. Help us as we leave this place. To ask ourselves the question. Can we call Brenda a sister? I pray that your spirit would work in the hearts. Of men and women and children today. Thank you again Lord for the life of Brenda Seal. and it's in your precious name I pray all of these things, and with thanksgiving, amen.
2: We're going to invite all of you to join in the celebration, and let's all stand, whether you're, not, you're in this room, you're in the overflow rooms, you're at home, let's stand and let's celebrate today. word says now thanks be to god who always leads us in triumphant in christ and he also says but thanks be to god who gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ let's continue our celebration sing victory in jesus Some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Let's sing it. Oh, victory.